Hello, friends. I'm an architect, and <clears throat> as much as I love my profession of architecture, I love science as well. Why? Because science is the pursuit of the workings of nature, the universe. Of late, I've come to call nature universe God design and consider it as God's greatest piece of architecture. Buckminster Fuller, my guru, who coined the phrase Spaceship Earth, once said, if poetry is saying the most with the least, then Einstein must have been the greatest poet in history. Why? Because he summed up the entire universe in E equals MC square. Just as E equals MC square, God design is pure poetry. God design is good design because it is simple and beautiful. God design is economical and ecological. God design knows no waste, trash. Waste and trash are created only by human beings. But the most important thing about God design is that it is a system of relationships. The atom, the basic building block of our material universe, is 99.999% empty space. At the heart of matter, there is no matter, only relationships. Our spaceship Earth, too, is a system of relationships. James Lovelock, about 50 years ago, came up with a theory he called Gaia theory and claimed that our planet Earth itself is one living organism with animate as well as inanimate things self-regulating and self-balancing each other. But needless to say, there is peril on planet Earth, as can be witnessed by global warming and so forth. But not just physically, but socially in our systems as well. Uh, a while back, information on the internet was gathered and made into a book called If the World Were a Village of a Hundred People. And in it, it says, out of the hundred, twenty are malnourished and one is dying, but fifteen are overweight. Of all the wealth in the world, over, own, six own 59%, and all are Americans. 74 own 39%, and 20 share 2%. Of all the energy in the world, 20 use up 80%, and 80 share 20%. Only one in the village has higher education, and two own computers. But 14 cannot even read. Why such unbalance? Many years ago, an economist by the name of Thomas Malthus <clears throat> did a survey and came up with the following report. Human population is increasing faster than human production of food. Therefore, 100% of human po population cannot survive. And then came Charles Darwin who said, if what Malthus says is true, then by the principle of the survival of the fittest, only the strongest will survive. Then Karl Marx said, if what Malthus and Darwin say are true, then the workers, since they are directly related to the production of food and other uh, things, should be the ones to survive. Then came Hitler who said, the German tribe is supreme, and so they should be the ones to survive. Recently, we had the Lehman shock, and of course, Lehman shock was not a war 
in the true sense of the word. But <clears throat> I think we can say that it was a kind of war in disguise in peacetime. Why do such things occur? Because Malthus said there isn't enough to go around. And by the principle of the survival of the fittest, only the strong will survive. And this kind of thinking, we have been led to believe that it is correct, not only all right, it's natural and even beautiful for us to survive at the expense of others. This kind of thinking is so deeply rooted in our subconscious that we don't even realize it, but we're living it, exercising it, practicing it. But in 1957, the, the UN Food and Agricultural Organization came out with a report that said, for the first time in the history of mankind, we, through our technology and developments, are able to produce more food than the whole population can consume. Now, how many world leaders are aware of this fact? Even if there are some leaders that are aware of this fact, how many are practicing it? Of course, animals still survive by the principle of the survival of the fittest. But they do so out of necessity. They don't kill unnecessarily, wastefully, let alone maliciously. They kill out of biological need. And of course, not all competition is bad. Like the Olympics, it's very constructive, positive. But competition in the name of ideologies, religions, greed, power, likes, dislikes, or simply for the fun of it, is needless to say, negative and destructive. Our planet Earth contains about 7 billion human population. Now, that's only about one ten-thousandth of the cells in a body of man weighing 70 kilograms. Now, cells without brains can cooperate and sustain life, then we, with brains, and only one ten-thousandth of that number of cells, should be able to more easily and efficiently sustain life peacefully on this planet. Another thing that's increasingly becoming apparent in the scientific community is what determines the quality of a human being. Is it nature or is it nurture? Nature meaning genetics, DNA, and nurture meaning our environment, education. Ever since doctors Watson and Crick discovered the double helix of DNA, we have come to believe and still believe that everything is determined by genetics and DNA. Not only our physical traits, but even our personalities are governed by DNA. But recently, a US biologist by the name of Bruce Lipton, uh, through his research over the 20 years, has come up with the following. Yes, of course, DNA is very important. But more than DNA, what's important is the environment. And there are two kinds of environment, he says, visible and invisible. And what's more important is the invisible part. What we think, what we feel, what we can imagine is so powerful 
they, this kind of environment, can change the DNA, the genetic structure. And this has been proven scientifically. There's a quest for a holy grail in the scientific community today, and it is trying to unify the four forces of nature, namely gravity, electromagnetism, the strong force and the weak force in the atom. Scientists are working day and night to try to solve this problem because they know that if they do, and when they do, it's an automatic Nobel Prize winner. Today, I want to surprise you by saying that I found the answer recently. But unfortunately, I won't be winning the Nobel Prize because my answer is not what the scientists are looking for, because my answer is love. Now, I don't want to sound sleazy, nor am I intending to be like Lorenz, anthropomorphic, sentimental, or romantic. I'm just convinced through my study of God design that love is not only a biological need, nor just a spiritual need, but a physical need as well. And I ask myself, at the time of creation, was this physical universe created through a benevolent act or a malevolent act? Was it positive or was it negative? And my answer is definitely benevolent, positive. Why? There are two forces in working in nature, in universe, in God design. One is the life force, and the other is healing force. About 20 years ago, I was in a car accident, badly wounded and hurt my neck and shoulders, that I couldn't work, play, anything, do anything for about a year. And of course, I went to all sorts of big hospitals, small clinics, sports masseurs, chiropractic, uh, acupuncture. I was so desperate, I even went to a New Age healing uh, clinic. But nobody was able to do anything about this. One doctor even said, Edward, I'm sorry, but you're never going to be healed again. Well, thank you very much. And then I was finally introduced to one young Japanese doctor practicing oriental medicine. And when I met him, he said, Edward, there are two forces working in nature, life force and healing force. Life is a miracle and it's positive. And when this positive life or health is being threatened or destroyed, just give it time. There's a healing force going to be working on it. And he said, believe me, Edward, just believe me. You'll be okay. And I believed him. And here I am, perfectly back to normal. Thank you. Ayurveda, the Indian science of life, practically says the same thing. It says, we are designed to be healthy. Health is a normal state. And you realize this when you become sick. When you lose your health, you realize how vital, how much a miracle health is. But that's the ordinary state. And DNA is a memory for us to stay healthy. And illness occurs when we lose this memory. And so what, what to do to regain health? Just restore that memory. Two scientists in the States say the same thing. Doctors Lawrence and Weinstock, they have a, a, a theory 
that says cells in our bodies communicate by means of water. And illness occurs when this cell communication breaks down. And how to restore health? Again, just by restoring this cell communication. In this room, although we can't see, there are so many kinds of waves propagating. And there are bad waves as well as good waves. Good waves are said to be coherent. Bad waves are said to be incoherent. And scientists are able to see this on their monitors. Good waves, coherent waves, produce beautiful sine waves, whereas bad vibes, bad waves, produce no waves or no particular recognizable waves or patterns. So, as you can see from the various examples I've just shown you, in essence, God design is positive. And if so, then love must have been the creative force that triggered the physical universe. Because I don't know any other force stronger than love. Therefore, love is and must have been the primordial unifying force that should unite the four forces of nature, universe, God design. And God design, in effect, is nothing but love evolution, love in evolution. Greatest leaps in human history have always occurred at times of crises. I believe, and we are at, at such a point in our history, we are at crossroads. We either break through or break down. In order to break through, I believe that what we need is not a mass social revolution. Look what happened to Arab Spring. But instead, a personal, a spiritual awakening in each and every one of us, a consciousness revolution. In essence, this realization is that we are of and from God design. We are, after all, one and the same, just in different disguises. As islands appear separate on the surface of the sea, deep down, they are one and the same. In other words, I am you, you are I. If you can see yourself in others, then it should change the way you look at them. Thank you.